This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Knicks episode on the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. And not with me, as always, my buddy, my close pal, Alex Jeteris, the Tratocaster, got himself hitched this last weekend. And honestly, let me just start there. Absolutely beautiful wedding, beautiful ceremony, very tight-knit, very familial-based, familial uh, also based around a lot of traditions. Um, it was really, it was really, really beautiful, and it's just so funny just like Alex's writing, right? And his any any content he puts out very pays a lot of attention to detail. Every single thing in this wedding, down to you know the names of the tables, like there were teams of NBA teams. We were I was on the Bulls table because we had somebody from Chicago at the table. Um to you know his lovely wife Dominique giving him a little Nick's jab during the vows, <laughs> like calling him loyal, and like a little, little Nick's jab in there, which was uh, great to, you know, getting married during the Jets bye week. I mean, the man <laughs> definitely pays attention to detail. Uh, so congrats to Alex. Congrats to Dominique. And, you know, thank you to Dominique for, you know, dealing with us <laughs> all the time and uh, lending, uh, try to cast it to uh, Knicks and Jets Nation. But speaking of Knicks Nation, man, we are here. Oh, my goodness. Cardiac Knicks, Cardiac Kemba, Knicks home opener, <laughs> double overtime first Boston. I mean, this game had absolutely everything. Shout out to Calandra's Bakery for hosting us uh, in the loft for MSG. That was such a great time. If you've never been to the loft at MSG and you can get yourself there one day, do it. It's an unbelievable experience. Shout out to the workers there as well. Everyone was fantastic. But, oh, man, this game. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Randall came out, uh, to, you know, because it was the home opener. Came to, to greet the fans. Started with the we here. Oh, man. As soon as he said that, Okay, so something as Knicks fans, and I'm I'm actually surprised that the the media didn't really talk about this much going into this game. The Knicks had some demons to exercise. Okay, game five last year in the Garden. <laughs> if, that if you were there, you know, like I was, or if you're listening to this podcast, means meaning you're a Knicks fan. It's there's a pit in your stomach from game five, and being in that building. I mean, we. The preseason doesn't matter. We know Tibbs is like the John Harbaugh of basketball where he's, he's going all out in preseason. We love to see it. But the home opener, we, we needed to win this game. And especially the way the game progressed. If we would have lost this double overtime game coming off that game. Oh man, coming off that game five, you know, that loss, everything would have compiled together. It would have been an absolute disaster. But of course, it's not the case. I, I, I mean, it's unbelievable that our elation right now as New Yorkers, honestly, as New Yorkers are the New York Knicks. It's really crazy that they are the bright spot, but I mean, we have, we have to just get used to that now because we here and I think we here to stay. So this double overtime game, where do you even start? Do we start with 
the ups and downs of the game that we should have closed off. But honestly, Kemba Walker, cardiac Kemba with the opposite way, almost like reverse Reggie Millered us. <laughs> and like, we were up, eight, I, I, we're up eight points with like six seconds. What's happening right now? I, I have no idea how in the world we gave up that lead and, and ends up with a Marcus Smart. Oh, man, Marcus Smart three pointer just dagger in my face. I mean, what a start to the season. Let's just start with the, the actual, the four quarters first before we go into the hysteria of the double overtime. Uh, because who knows what we just watched? I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about cardiac Kemba, cardiac Knicks. It's cardiac John. I mean, I, this is a, this is a crazy game to start off the year, but I am definitely thankful for it and thankful for the way it ended. And also, I have to say, I am thankful for my man, Tibbs. All we get all year long is Tibbs is going to ruin his players. Tibbs is going to play them too long. Tibbs is too mechanical. Tibbs is not going to find any room in his ro- any room in, in the rotation for, you know, players who can play. I don't know, man. I, I really, the only gripe. Uh, now, I, 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 because there's so many good things to say, let me just start with this little tiny gripe. The only gripe I'll say is maybe D Rose should have played at the end. And there's this whole stigma with Knicks coaches or not Knicks coaches, basketball coaches that you can't sub out players in overtime. Or, you know, if they're playing down the stretch, they have to finish the game because, you know, they know how the tempo's going. They, they have a feel of the game. You can't come off cold off the bench, Frank. <laughs> so I get all that, but in double overtime, like our players could sit. <laughs> okay. Like it, it's fine. So uh, that part may, maybe D Rose could have came a little bit earlier to stabilize that. But other than that, man, maybe Fournier was getting a little tired out there sh- shooting a little bit. I mean, if he didn't redeem himself at the end there, even though he really was a catalyst in bringing us home in this game, if he didn't close out in that overtime, he was killing us with his shots, man. He was killing us out there. But it's easy to forget that when he closes us out and, and we win the game. But again, let's let's try to talk. Let's try to keep it to the to, to the four quarters for now. But even let's do the first half, dude. They came out gunning. Okay, like that eight zero. We're ready to go. Everybody's holding us down. MSG is going absolutely crazy. But there's little. There's little things in there that, 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 that were starting to get to me. Obviously, RJ Barrett, two points in the first half. I mean, come on. That was tough. But if he's going to start every game with two points and then end with, you know, what do you end with? 19 or, or, or so? I can't hate it. But, you know, 54, if you just look at his stat sheet, 54%, three for seven from three, 42%. I mean, it's fine. No problem. Plus eight, two blocks. Five boards. What's the issue? But he's got to he's got to bring it back in in the first half. But dude, how different does this team look with Mitchell Robinson? It's unbelievable that we can't. I mean, are we just gonna play musical chairs with centers? Uh, it's fine as long as we have one healthy center in there. Shout out to Jericho Sims for getting his butt in the game. I he didn't do much. Uh, did he lead the, did he lead our team with, in, in the minus category? I think so. He's minus, minus seven. I mean, what are you going to do? He, he, he shouldn't be out there. We all know it, but he's going to have to put on those minutes and just, you know, be a body. He's going to have to be a body, but shout out to Mitchell Robinson, man. 
Mitch restrictions my butt. The guy played 35 minutes. What can you say, dude? 17 boards, 11 assists, double double. Didn't miss again. The, 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 the field goal champion, five or five. I mean, that, that's what he's here for, man. Mitchell Robinson changes his team. However, they're not off the hook because I'll, I'm going to switch to the defense real quick. Dude, uh, is Robert Williams Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> what am I, what am I missing here? Kevin Gar- the next coming of Kevin Garnett. He absolutely killed us. And it, it looks like, I mean, of course it's just one game, but the team didn't change much, right? That's what we're preaching here. It looks like, again, we're going to have a little bit of trouble with the, with the interior defense. I mean, he, at, Robert Williams can't kill us like this. But speaking of interior defense, shout out to Ennis Canner. Didn't play for a coach's, coach's decision. It's tough look, tough look out there. Tough look, Ennis. But dude, I mean, there's not much more we can say than we are so lucky to win this game because Jason Tatum was absolutely awful. I mean, as good as Jalen Brown was, Jason Tatum was awful. He could have put us away in this game four or five times. Four or five three-pointers. If one of them falls at any of, at any of those times, not only is there a swing in the points, obviously, but there's a huge swing in momentum. He could have absolutely killed us a couple of times in this game. So let's just start off with the offense. As Alex likes to go, offense, defense, what we liked. I like Julius Randle. Okay. I like Julius Randle. That's what I like. I like Julius Randle. He is unbelievable, dude. 35, nine and eight in double overtime. The guy looked like he was going to collapse on the floor. And it's so funny. You could literally tell when Julius Randle is going to get the ball. Like you could tell when he wants it. He, I know people don't like saying it. Shout out to our boy, Jeff Campbell. He's so mellow like and the good mellow. When he just needs the ball, when he just takes you up on, on the baseline, you know, puts his butt right in your chest and get, you know, gets your, feels your whole body and gets the ball. Like just get away from him, get him. And, and he, and at this point, guys, he deserves the respect for that ISO. Even if he misses a shot, it's a shot. It's, it's just as the RJ Barrett corner threes. That's RJ Barrett's shot. RJ can go 0 for 37. I want him to take a 38 shot from the corner three because that's his shot. If Julius Randle wants the ball in crunch time in ISO and we, when we can't, when we can't get a bucket, if he's, if he's having a bad game, if he wants the ball on the baseline at any single time, you have to give it to him. He honestly deserves that respect. It's his team. He's an all star. He, he, and he's, he's honestly the guy, like, he's, the, he's the best player on the team by a long shot. So. I like Julius Randle. That's number one. And number two, Mitchell Robinson. He changes, he changed double double coming off his first game. We're wondering if he's going to come back, if he's going to play this, that. Nerlens Noel's hurt. You know, Taj Gibson, we want him to be there every single game, but it's really unrealistic. And then we have Jericho Sims in here. I mean, Mitchell Robinson, we're going to go as far as our centers can take us. And Mitch Robinson is going to be a huge catalyst there. And third, and I mean, I know Alex, you're listening. You, you know, you know, I was going nuts here. You know, I've been waiting to scream at everyone that's been trying to get at me. Obi Toppin is here. Even though he, <laughs> like, I'm, I, I, we're all excited about Obi Toppin. I, I, I'm honestly more excited that he actually made that jump and it wasn't just preseason rather than to say I'm right. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that he actually 
fulfilled his role because if if he's putting it together everywhere, if he's putting it together, you know, in 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 spurts and in preseason and all this stuff and in practice, but he just can't get it together during the game, you know that 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 starts to come that starts to become a trend. But it's actually the opposite. He is he's Sean Marion, <laughs> okay? Like, like I I can't I can't I can't unsee that. I keep calling him Amari Stoudemire from the Suns, but really, he's Sean Marion. His shot, he's, like, it's just so short, like, it's so quick, and, you know, and you don't think it's ever going to go in. I only want him shooting from the corner. Like, I don't want him, like, pulling up from the top. And he flies, and he's a game changer. But is he the best defender? I don't think so. But it's almost like we're not asking him to do that. But I don't know, man. We have, we have, this is a rapid reaction. We got to dive a little deeper into the analytics of it. But can Reno Randall and Obi on the floor for a little bit? But is that sustainable? I mean, they made Robert and Grant Williams look like Tim Duncan and Dave Robinson a little bit today. So it's kind of tough. But speaking of absolute all-stars, Jalen Brown. What What's happening? Jalen Brown today was Kobe Bryant. He was unbelievable. 16 for 30 from the field, 8 for 14. Oh, he, he did not miss a shot. Like for the the whole Celtics team didn't miss a shot for the first half. First quarter they were they around seventy percent, like sixty eight or something. Come on, I I I I could I could see why people are upset that the Knicks might have diminished a little bit on defense. I get it. I don't. I think this is a one time deal where somebody like Jalen Brown goes off for nearly fifty. But at the same time, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna hate on the Knicks defense for Jalen Brown, you gotta love them then for Jason Tatum. I think they're somewhere in the middle of those things. I don't think we're gonna have Jason Tatum go seven for thirty from the field and two for fifteen from three. A little that's a little ask a little too much. So I think the Knicks could be somewhere in the middle there. And we're gonna have these games where we have to close. And we have all these predictions, you know, preseason about you know, n- numerical wins. We have all these predictions about where the Knicks are going to be seated. It really comes down to consistency in, in number one, the last eight minutes of the eighth of the, of the second and the, the first eight minutes of the third, which they killed it. That's number one. And number two is closing the game. And today they messed up on the second part, but they were able to hold it together. Evan Fournier, dude. Evan Fournier. Talk about, we, do we call him FIBA Fournier? Is, he, is, it, is it when he's doing well? Is he FIBA Fournier dropping 32 points in the garden in his debut? I mean, all those shots he missed, six for 13 from three, 13 for 25 from field goal. What do you want? Six boards, four steals, three assists on 32 points. I mean, Randall drops 35, Fournier drops 32. How are we losing games? We could have lost this one though. I'm wondering, I'm wondering how the guard lineup is going to change. It's interesting that Marcus, I mean, Marcus Smart is hard to gauge because he's a point guard that's playing against Randall. And then they have Schroeder who, I mean, it felt like he was killing us in the mid range, but his, he's, he, he was their worst player today. <laughs> Minus 16, one for four, one for four from three, five for 16 from the field. I mean, he had a bad game, but he had some nice mid-range shots that were 
like small little daggers, but we were able to overcome them. But they're just a weird team to kind of gauge off the point guard situation. Maybe Kembo's a little nervous, you know, first game home, Bronx versus revenge game. Like, that's a lot. Maybe that's something to do with it, even veterans. You know, but Fournier, Fournier looked like a vet out there. So shout out to him. Shout out to Obi. Burks. I mean, this is what Burks, this is what Burks is all about. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Burks is going to give you these games where you don't need him at all. Two for five from the field, one for four from three. Five points, no problem. Didn't do anything. You didn't even you didn't hear his name. You didn't even see him on the court. No problem. We got two games versus Miami. I mean, versus Orlando. Uh, home and home. He's gonna come up big in one of those games. I promise you. That's what Alex Burks. That's what Alex Burks is all about. And it's funny. My first, you know, mini gripe was Derek Rose going in for Kemba Walker. <laughs> now we're complaining. Now look at me. Now I'm complaining about. Not a, not enough Derrick Rose minutes. <clears throat> There's no pleasing me. I, I mean, Derrick Rose, Alec Burks, they're fine. The only person, and I mean, it, do do I have to do I have to say I'm right? Do I have to say I'm right about Obi getting all these minutes and now IQ getting faded out and everyone's screaming at me, yelling at me? I'm an idiot. I'm this. I'm that. I understand why it's hard to look forward for just two seconds sometimes. But there's a lot of guards in there, man. There's a lot of guards for IQ to get to get his rhythm in. Is he just gonna come in there and pop three, four threes and leave? I mean, it would be sick if 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 he would have hit those today. Like if he if he would have came in and hit hit went you know two for three like he usually does, and then he probably would have shot two more for a heat check, shoot five, maybe did it for five from three. The the game the the doors could blow off the game, so I get it. But is he just going to be that spark off the bench? Where, where does he fit? And where does RJ fit? Where does RJ fit in between Kemba slash Rose and Fournier and Randall? Like, can he get in there? Or is he going to be more productive starting? Of course, starting, but with playing with the second unit. You know what I mean? Like, like staying on the court and having the second unit, like being subbed in or him coming in at the, in, you know, End of the second. He, I mean, he killed it in the third, so maybe that's his spot. You know, I, I'm sure Tibbs is going to figure out the rotation, but I'm I'm slightly worried about quickly. But guess what? After the game, about 15 minutes after the game, where I was still in the arena, like they didn't they didn't kick us out yet. The rookies are out shooting baseline three pointers. IQ is out there dribbling around, getting his work back in. I mean, these these boys are hungry, and if you don't think Emmanuel quickly is looking forward to absolutely killing Orlando, you are. Joking yourself. You're joking yourself. These players are tired. I mean, even, even LeBron James, he tweeted that, oh yeah, he always loves to tweet about the garden because he secretly loves us. Kind of like Tom Brady secretly loves the Jets. He can't stop talking about us. Anyway, LeBron is mentioned at the end, like these boys are gassed and they are gassed. And you know, FIBA Fournier said it in the, in the post game as well. They're tired. It was a long game. Julius Randle after the game, like going down, you know, trying to catch a breath. Double overtime, your first game back is tough. Players like IQ that, that didn't really get in. Alec Burks. I'm get, I'm gonna say Mitch Robinson. Is there a minutes restriction out here on Mitch? Uh, should, should we be? I know that if tragedy were to strike in any, you know, whether small or large with Mitch, we're gonna blame the minutes and Tibbs 
right away. Right away. So I'm trying to get a little bit ahead of it and say, how would you want the Knicks to approach Mitch Robinson playing 35 minutes? We needed every single minute of it. We needed every single one of those 17 rebounds. Every single one. We, we honestly could have used 18 <laughs> at some point. There's double chance opportunities were killing me. Uh, I was unhappy about those second chance opportunities and they killed us. Second chance opportunities, getting killed in the paint, which kind of go hand in hand. And that's really it. I mean, the defense, the, we did give up some threes on some quick ball movement by Boston, but that's their game plan. That's what they do. We're going to succumb to that. Our, our defense in general will be better. I don't anticipate shootouts every night with the New York Knicks. Uh, and if, that, if that's the case, I, I think we can sustain it. If we, if we want to have a shootout, I, I honestly do think we could shoot with the best of them because even if it's not Randall, Kemba changes his team. Having that threat at point guard, I can't remember it. Like it was only like these spurts with D Rose, but now it's the whole game. They have to respect our point guards. And it's, it's obvious that it's making a difference. So shout out to, I mean, shout out to the guards, Kemba, Rose and, I know IQ didn't look good, but I'm still excited for them to hold it down. I mean, Fournier and Alec Burks, if they could just switch off every single week, one of them do well. If Kemba and D Rose and IQ, you know, if two of those do decent every single game, RJ could end the games like this. Even if he's the crazy part is, I mean, it's not going to fix overnight. He might, he might continue to have some slow games sometimes. If he could just end like this, I, I think that would be fine. I mean, it's not ideal. But I think he's only 21. I know we keep saying that. I think he's going to get his feet under his legs. I'm just so excited for Obi Toppin to continue to build. I'm excited for IQ to continue to be hungry. And everyone is established on this team right now. Even if we... I mean, I don't have to put out that energy, but even if we lost this game, I don't think it would have been disaster. It would have stunk. It would have been hard to swallow especially because it's versus Boston. But we are we, we are riding on a high right now. The fact that Julius Randle is screaming, give me my respect during this game. The fact that the Garden feels like it's... Honestly, I wouldn't say game two, but it, 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 had, like, it had like comeback game five vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it, it was loud in there. It was... We had, we had an Iggy Azalea halftime performance. I mean, the garden the, the outside, you can't move coming out. I mean, there is some construction, but we're all funneling out to the same. It, you know, cops outside, just making sure everything's okay. People yelling everywhere as if we literally, as if we won the championship game. Like it, it, it's crazy. It's literally game one. So that's really the rapid reaction for this Knicks game. I'm excited for this Orlando series. A little bit of Fournier revenge games coming through. I hope he doesn't do too much. I'm a little nervous about that. I I hope to see RJ start off a little bit quicker. I hope that I hope that IQ is able to hmm, I hope IQ is able to get established him and Burks. If if they can both if they can both do that, I I think I think we could split. But I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this one time. Every single time you want the Knicks to split last year, they won both games. Every single time. 
you said, oh, this is a classic home and away split. Oh, they're versus the same team, probably going to split with them. They swept them. Tibbs has his team ready. I'm going to say before other teams do, they take every single game seriously. If you want to call him the Peyton Manning of basketball, that's fine. You want to call him the John Harbaugh, at, you know, for a coaching reference, that's fine too. I, it, it was an unbelievable game. They had us on our toes the entire game. The entire garden's freaking out. Smart almost killed us. We had that Trey Young feeling for a second, even though what, you know, it wasn't playoffs. It, it hurt. It, that hurt, man. So shout out to you, Marcus Smart. That was a, that was a sick shot. He's a pest, man. Having a point guard that can guard Julius Randle is pretty awesome to have, but that's enough, uh, compliments on the Celtics. I'll, um, just throw out, uh, Alex's second half notes that you could always catch on Twitter, uh, at, uh, Tridecaster101. He always, he's always tweeting through the games and he always likes to put out his first half and second half notes, which are always, uh, nice. So his second half notes, major shots by Fournier and Randall down the stretch. Of course, they dominated in the paint with 60. He doesn't like the, he doesn't like the Randall ISO plays down in the fourth, but in my opinion, they were necessary. I, 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 I think he only did them when we needed him to, to be honest with you. And without him, that's the exact mix where we just like hold the ball and get shot clock violation of the turnover and in all these Knicks ways. RJ and Obi had major second halves. Yeah. So the, the only thing I did mention is I wonder if Obi is going to be able to be a force on the road. He's definitely going to be a home. I, I, is he, I don't even know if he's a microwave, I, I guess. He is going to spark the home crowd every single time he touches the ball. You, there's electricity in the crowd, literally. And if he dunks it, if he slams it in, like he's, he dunks it in and RJ brings it down, like the garden goes nuts. Like that Kermit, you know, uh, gif, like I'm free. That's me. Every, like that's the entire garden every single time OB slams it down. And so he's going to be a force to reckon with at home for sure. And then he mentioned IQ couldn't find the balance of a facilitator slash score tonight. Again, I feel like IQ is in a little bit of purgatory, but he's going to be necessary, man. I, we all know about the health situation of Kemba and Rose. We don't expect, especially if we have double overtime crazy games like this, we don't expect them to be there every single game, let's say. Uh, just call it how it is. So IQ is going to get his time. He just has to be ready. And by the looks of it, he's hungry. He's coming out after the game, saying all the right things. Everybody loves him on the team. We all believe in him. He hits two of those threes. We're speaking a different tone about IQ. So everybody else, I am hyped about this Knicks team. One game down, 81 to go, 49 more wins to hit that 50 burger. Let's go. But as always, guys, you know what to do. Please like, subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. We're on every single podcast network, Spotify, Apple. You name it, we are there. <laughs> right, Alex? Um but please, like, it, it means a lot to us if you uh, were to uh, leave a five-star review for us. We'll even read it out loud. Uh, shout out to Patrick Allen, uh, who gave us that idea. I mean, we're here for you. Nick's, Nick's rapid reaction. It's going to be a long, long, long season. Ah, uh, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm so I'm so happy that the Knicks are providing this this elation to us as 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 new yorkers as knicks fans but this hope man this this hope that they give us this is this is what's dangerous <laughs> but i digress i digress let's see uh 
let's let's bring it down versus uh, Orlando. Terrence Ross is out there. Always got to worry about that guy. And then Pistons, a little bit of Kate Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart action. Should be fun out there. Should be fun. All right, guys. Let's go Knicks.